Fellas, say goodbye to Chuck Sherman the boy. I am now a man. I highly recommend you join the club. We are doing the wild thing all night. Hey, what's up, everybody? This is Sherman. Sherman, I could build this food. Is that all you gonna eat? General Sherman realized and understood the importance of house music. So, do you know anything about techno? No. Listen. Yeah, you know. Yo, yo, what's good, everyone? And welcome back to another brand new episode of Sherman the Booth. I'm, of course, your host, Sherm. Today is Wednesday, October 6, 2021, and this is episode 180. And wow, do we have an amazing interview for you today. Episode 180 features one of the biggest rising stars in house music, goes by the name of Ranger Truco. I caught up with Ranger over Zoom and had so much fun getting his full story in this one. In episode 180, we got it all in and started by talking about his early days in music. Ranger is originally from Traverse City, Michigan, all the way up there for those that didn't know, and has always been a lover of music his whole life. His older brother started DJing in high school, and Ranger quickly fell in love with the art of DJing. After high school, he went to Oregon, but after one year, he decided he wanted to pursue music as more than a hobby and transferred to the famous music production school, Icon Collective in Los Angeles, where he took his passion to the next level. The rest is history. Now, of course, we talked about the Ranger Truco discography. Ranger's first release was actually less than a year ago, but he's already about to cross the 1 million cumulative stream mark, and for good reason. This dude has put out some serious heat, like his Free Dessert EP on Night Base, his Pretty Girls EP on Space Yacht, Horoscopes and Marijuana on Sink or Swim, and Life of Sin with the homie West End on Insomniac Records, and that's just to name a few. It'll take you maybe 10 seconds into a Ranger track to understand why he's such a special producer. Now, throughout the interview, we talked about his production process, and if you know Ranger and his music, you know his tracks are a cut above for many different reasons. Not only are his tracks incredibly well produced, but he also records his own vocals for almost every track. His monologue vocal style fuses together spoken word hip-hop with dirty bird weirdness with a sprinkle of UK house, and then he adds a secret sauce. I legit laugh at how good his vocals are in some of these tracks. Now, although Ranger is young in the game, his attitude, passion, and professionalism for the music industry is very, very mature. We connected on so many different aspects of not only music, but also life. Straight up, Ranger Truco's the man. Thanks so much for coming on the show, my friend, and I cannot wait to see what the future holds for you. Now, let's get into it right now so you can hear his full story for yourselves. This is episode 180 with Ranger Truco. Ladies and gentlemen, hello, hello. You are sitting here with two Midwesterners, two tech house Midwesterners. We are ready to fucking duke it out right now and talk about the life, liberty, and pursuit of Ranger Truco. Ranger, how the hell are you, my man? Welcome to the booth. Yo, what's good, man? I am doing fantastic. So good to be here. So great to be talking to another Midwesterner. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, do you have any like other other fellow Midwesterners out there in LA right now that you just like, dude, we, I got to go get a Chicago dog or something like that? Oh man, uh, I know there are some, and I'm totally blanking on who it is right now. But uh, nothing like a Chicago dog. Um, <laughs> I need to. I'm definitely always down to meet some more Midwesterners. So hopefully, people will hear this podcast and be like, "Hey, I'm a, I'm a local Midwesterner in LA, <laughs> and I would love to get a Chicago dog sometime." Hit my line. But they got Portillos out there, don't don't they? You like you like you had Portillos? 
Bro, I, I haven't had Portillo's. I know it's legendary. I don't even know if they have it out here, to be honest. But uh, that's okay. Dude, okay. I, if they did, I'll hit it. I know they have a, a cake shake that's apparently unreal. Like they that's put true. cake in a milkshake. Yes, that's true. Whenever you come out of Chicago, I'll I'll give you the whole fucking tour and we'll stuff you silly and we'll get you filled with beer and loud music and blues and deep yeah, beef and whatever you want. I love Chicago, dude. I I grew up going to Chicago. Have you ever been to Shaw's before? Yeah, it's been a while. Oh my gosh, bro. Shaw's like Shaw's is always our first spot that we go to. Shaw's and Maggiano's and uh, Maggiano's. Oh, <laughs> let's go, baby. Unreal. It's so good. I love Maggiano's. I used to bro. like growing up i kid you not like when i was in school people would ask you what your favorite food was i would say Maggiano. <laughs> i love it dude i love it that's amazing i that is that is a great kickoff to this interview i love yeah. Maggiano's too it is a chain you know what but it, it is very good it's i don't give a, i don't care about people like it's like it's like my cheesecake factory like cheesecake factory is to people though it's like that that level chain where it's oh like, yeah yeah man i love it absolutely dude i actually saw your first Instagram post was at Lollapalooza. Did you peak then in 2015, Ranger? Yeah, yeah, I did. Uh, that was, <laughs> was that 2015? Is that when that post was hey, I tiptoe the line of stalker and research and I went all the way back today. I mean, you know, I had to, I had to do my due diligence and I saw that. You had like an American flag. Uh, had the Chicago, Chicago, Chicago flag. flag yes. Yeah. Looking out at the main stage, just like I did it. That's true. Yeah. So, so Lala was the first music fest I ever went to. Yeah. Uh, and I was, I think I was, I think 2015 is correct. I was like 14. I know I didn't like drink or anything. I was like young. Yeah. And I went and I saw Paul McCartney. Mm. And I saw the Alabama shakes. Wow. Oh, it was awesome. I think I, I might've only gone for one day. And then I saw Metallica which was nuts. Fuck and, yeah. Uh, yeah, it was crazy. Uh, <laughs> yeah, it was crazy. Oh, dude, that was actually, that was a, 2015 was the first year I moved to Chicago. I was at Lollapalooza that year too. I know exactly uh -huh. what you're talking about. The Metallica Lollapalooza. year, right? Metallica yeah. year, yep. I went, you gotta go see Metallica. Dude, you're not gonna not see Metallica. Yeah, bro, we had that. So actually, we had these VIP passes. Uh, mm -hmm. So I was like getting the full treatment at like 14 years old or 15. <laughs> I can't remember how old I was. Uh, and so we were partying in the VIP for Metallica and I'll never forget these, this dude started going so crazy when they played, uh, enter Sandman yeah. that he started <laughs> picking up the furniture from VIP and throwing it over into GA. And he was like <laughs> hitting people and, and to kick him out. It was hilarious. Uh, yeah. I'll never forget that for my first Lala. It's like music fests are awesome. You get to throw furniture. Music fests are awesome. That's yeah. the Metallica effect mm-hmm <laughs> that's exactly what that is wow jesus that's pretty awesome though your, your parents let you go to a music festival then were they with you then they were with me yeah they yeah. were with me uh they were with me for the first couple years lala like i said was the only fest i was going to being from michigan uh, sure. and it's funny like my my daily schedule arc changed so much because i hit that peak or i hit that like time and growing up where i got really into edm and then, yep so one year i'm like at I'm the at perry paul, stage paul Mc, right 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 so i come out paul mccartney and alabama shakes with my dad and then like two years later i'm at excision with my brother like going nuts let's go uh, yeah <laughs> yeah 
Uh, yeah, you know. Yeah, man. Being an idiot. Lollapalooza is such an incredible festival. And it's like, I live in downtown Chicago and Grant Park is right next to me. And I just, it's so cool because it's like this incredible festival in like my backyard and the talent they bring through and the energy of the city is just unmatched. I, I became addicted to electronic music and just that live energy because of festivals too. Yeah. And what a great place to kind of start that addiction is Perry's. I mean, the Perry setup and yeah, and the crowd is nuts. And yeah, man, it's a cool place. I love the range of music they cover at that festival. Like, oh, yeah, that that's one thing is like, obviously, when I was younger and in high school, I would go to just rage and be at Perry's all day. And now like, my buddy went this year and he was seeing bands like Whitney and yeah, like young, the giant. And I'm like, Oh, yeah. I would love to go kick it and watch those bands. Like that's uh, yeah, man. It's a great festival. Totally. I, I had that same experience too, where like I had to take a year off Lala. Cause I was like, I'm just like, I'm it's, I'm just like face fucking myself at the Perry stage. I need to like get away from it. Then you yeah. come back and you realize, like you said, before we started, there's so many great types of music out there and the art of live performance in different genres. Now, like even just as a DJ, I appreciate it in so many different ways. Mm-hmm. And it's like special when you see like a great rapper who has incredible stage presence, like Megan yeah. Stallion. Yeah. Hype. Yeah. Really bro. fucking hype. I saw Travis yeah. Scott in 2018. Changed that my the year life. he got kicked, kicked off the stage? 2015. He got 2016. I think he did. I was there that year. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I heard about that. that, dude. I saw that happen. I was like, holy he... shit. I'm like, are they? Are they cutting him? Is he done? <laughs> <laughs> he played like two songs and then they were like, bye, you're, you're gone. Yeah. Dude, no, shout good. out Travis Scott, though. That- <laughs> Travis, what up, bro? Hope you're, hope you're doing all right after I that setback. Doing, I'm, <laughs> Ranger, I at, literally because of that, I became like a super fan like that night. And it was the night he dropped Astro World. And like, I'm dragging five of my friends who aren't even that big of Travis Scott fans all the way to Houston to the Asher World Festival, where he doesn't even announce the lineup until the day before. And I'm like, doesn't fucking matter. We're going. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, When I was at Lala one year, there were like street teams promoting like really cool guerrilla marketing, like promoting uh, Smino. And Smino like is sick, but mm. I think at the time he wasn't really as established as he is now. Right. And so it was kind of cool to like, see them like, yo, like this is an up and coming dude. You got to check him out to where he is now. Like they weren't joking. I mean, that dude is unbelievable. And so when he played Lala, whenever that was like, maybe like 2016, they were really pushing him, you know, like, cause they didn't know if they'd get a big turnout. Yeah. Sure enough, he's incredible. So that was kind of cool to see. Dude, being a fan of an artist before they blow up is almost like being a fan of like a team that doesn't do well and finally starts to win. 100%. Yeah. It's just this like, you can't bandwagon shit. And I mean, like people do, I think we all do in some ways, but like when you're a fan, especially in the Midwest, you know, I'm a Colts fan and a Pacers fan. We've it's, it's been tough. It's been tough, tough, but when they do do well, I feel so connected. And like, Uh especially with this podcast, man, I, I can't tell you how many people, um, like you, you're going to blow up too, bro. I mean, honestly, it might be tomorrow or fucking Friday by the time <laughs> you blow up, but it's just like this really, really cool thing where like, I feel like I was part of the journey with that artist or whatever that team, any sort of affiliation with, with someone. And there's just nothing like it. Yeah. It's great to, it's also on the flip side of that, like 
it's great to give off something that, that makes people feel like they're a part of it. You know, like yeah. that, that, that's something that I constantly work on no matter where my career leads me to is like, I, I always want people to feel like they are a part of the team, you know? And like, yeah. like speaking from my own personal journey, like no matter when you do become a fan or when you hear about me or something, like it's cool to feel that way because those are people that will be with you forever. So when you talk about like sports teams having bad yeah. years, and I, I, it's like, it's, it's a different level of, of special because you're so connected to them. And you're, you're there for them and the highs and the lows and, and whatever. So I totally agree with you. For sure. And anytime you start something like, I bet at the beginning of Ranger Truco, like when you started, so many people were about it. Like, that's awesome. That's great. You're a DJ. Maybe they come to some shows and, then you kind of plateau to a certain extent. It doesn't matter like how much, but then a lot of people, they stop here because they're not, they don't feel like they're having as much steam. People aren't supporting them. And that's when it's important to realize you as a player or an artist, like you're in it for the love of the game, yeah. whether you're winning or losing. And that's a hard thing to get over. Yeah. Especially music producers too, when we're our own harshest critic, you know? Yeah. I think it's important to realize that like you need to do what you do regardless of, how you appear to be popping, you know, how you appear to be uh, being received is you just got to realize what you're in it for and what you're in it for is the music and the constant work um, and you just being yourself and like that'll fluctuate at all times. There will be times when like you have four announcements in a week and you got a bunch of interaction and a bunch of reposts and all of a sudden everyone yeah. wants to be a fan and then there'll be a month that'll go by where you won't, you know, like, where you'll have a production month, you won't leave your room, you won't be posting anything. And, and it, it's hard. It kind of feels yeah. like you were here. And now you're here. In truth, it's like, you just got to keep working and stay the course. I mean, that's a, that's a thing I continue to learn about struggle with. And yeah. Dude, I, I know what you're saying for sure. Especially in social media too. You know, I think it's so yeah. easy to compare ourselves to other people. And the fact of the matter is the people we're seeing have success on social media is the 0.1% yeah you know? and it's just yeah. easy to be like why why it's you know it's the imposter syndrome it's the jealousy issue it's really easy to get caught up in that stuff but that's why it's it's awesome like you said um before we went on air like why having your friends that are in it with you kind of grounds you and say <clears throat> either that's not you or you're good you know because a lot of times man it's like you said you're having a production month it's just you in the studio and like yeah. you're either grinding or you can't get focused and it's art. So it won't always come to you so naturally. And that's the difficult part. I think people outside of the industry uh, can't understand. Yeah, completely. And I think it's important to have friends. I actually almost tweeted this today. It's really important to not only have friends, like you said, to check you, to keep, to, to remind you that, you know, this is part of it. This is a journey. This is right. going to happen overnight, right. but it's also important to have friends uh, who are going to oh, surround yourself with people who are going to send you music that makes you think to yourself, this is kind of a separate topic, but I, you yeah. just, you made me think of it. Yeah. Uh, you need to surround yourself with friends who send you demos or send you projects that are like, <laughs> Oh my God, that is so good. Yeah. I feel like a bad producer and I want to get on that level. I was just thinking about that today. Uh, there's certain moments where you can get caught up on the flip side of what we're talking about, where you feel like you're popping and you're, you're kind of confident in yourself. Right. It happens to me all the time. I think like, I think I'm doing the right thing. I think I'm killing it. Right. I get a, I'll get a demo or a promo or, or something from, <laughs> from someone. I'll be like, Oh my God, oh. I suck. What is that? <laughs> I suck. I need to get here. And so that is a huge yes. part of, of growing as a producer is having people that are going to send you those tracks that are like, Oh my God. 
God, like I need to be on your level. Like kind of piss you off. Like, why didn't I make that? Like seriously. Yes. That's a big yeah. part of, of what that friend group entails. And we all have one friend that is constantly sending like great tracks. And I'm like, oh, what the fuck, dude? You get yeah. it in a way I'll never get it. Bro, you gotta you gotta use that to elevate yourself. And also if you can get on the level with that person, like that'll only increase the the ability to level with other producers before you know it you'll start like the line like idols become rivals stuff like that like before you know it you're gonna continue to improve your quality your production your workflow your work rate and the bar is just gonna keep getting higher and higher and then before you know it somebody you used to just listen to as a fan you're gonna start comparing your production to and that's gonna push you even farther i think that's the constant thing that uh up and coming up and coming producers need to remember it yeah focus on a lot you know i mean talk about your collab with west end bro he's he's such an incredible producer a leader in the industry in so many ways in the front and back end doing production lessons an incredible guy um mm-hmm. just in general and you just had this track life of sin come out which is in i mean it's unfucking believable bro it's it's so Thanks, good and it's a fun track too that's someone you must have looked up to as an inspiration for a while right yeah man he he uh he is a workhorse like I mean, every time, like, I called that fool, like, twice, three times a week while we were kind of, like, getting everything in stone for Life of Sin. Yeah. Every time he picks up, he's at his computer, just like, what's up, dude? Like, working on a track. Like, you never stop, do you? I'm not even like that, dude. Like, I'm, you know, walking to the gym, doing doing whatever. Like, he's always working. So, yeah, man, I look up to him a lot. He's a great producer. Um and that was definitely something that pushed me when he was willing to give me that shot. You know, obviously he didn't have to do that. Um, he kind of like sent me an idea that was uh, what the foundation of Life of Sin was. And um, it's like, hey, I think that was like after I put out Tiffany or something. So yeah. he had heard my vocals. And he was like, can you do something with this? That was really cool. He, Like I said, he definitely didn't have to. I'm smaller than him. He didn't have to do that. And uh, so it's stuff like that. It's, it's actions like that, right. uh, that, that push the industry forward and push people forward. Um, yeah. So that was really, really thoughtful of him. And I'm really happy we could put that together. But like you said, yeah, bro, like it's cool to, to have your, uh, have your role models like that and always kind of like be giving back to the industry in the same yeah. regard. There are a lot of good people in the industry, man. And, you know, just, just taking it all the way from the front to the back right now, like, Clearly you have your head on straight and you have cool parents. You were raised well off of Traverse <laughs> city. Um, you're going to Lollapalooza at a young age. It sounds like music has always been a part of your life though. Oh yeah, absolutely, dude. Absolutely. Uh, from like going to like, I can thank my parents for that too. I mean, like I still remember the songs they would play in the car on the way to school and like wow. the blast and like that, that <laughs> like, I don't know, man, it's kind of crazy growing up, going through life and realizing that not, everyone has the same relationship with music um yeah there's so many songs that i listen to like i listen to everything when i'm making like pasta like i'll make i'll have a night where i'll like cook i'll make a huge pasta dinner and i'll put on like <laughs> opera because it like fits the vibe <laughs> it's the same opera that my dad would put on like we take these things with us and you kind of come to realize that not everyone does that like my roommates think i'm crazy because i'm just listening to like <laughs> Pavarotti or something like, what the heck? <laughs> but no man like i'm always always had so much music in my life and so that also creates uh inspiration you know influence um yeah i'm really thankful to have that it's amazing seriously and and i totally agree with you i do weird shit like that as well like i love putting on frank sinatra 
uh, when I'm cooking just in general. And I love yeah. to cook. I think a lot of people don't like cooking. It's kind of my like release and people think it's a stressful thing, but I love it. It's like a, it's like a thing that you earn in the process. Dude, I love cooking too. I, I got super into cooking over quarantine. And Me Frank's too. Not, Frank Sinatra is great cooking music. Great <laughs> cooking. Oh my God. Especially if it were like snowing in Chicago and you're like, yes, oh. Ranger, you get it. I get it, bro. You music, get it, bro. It, you know what? I actually came to a huge realization of Yeah. music isn't bad. There is no bad. Okay. I shouldn't say that. <laughs> a lot of times people want to call music bad and mm -hmm. they're putting it in the complete wrong context. Yeah. I'll elaborate on that, dude. I wanted to be one of those guys who was like, I hate everything or I love everything except for country. Right. right. I love all music except country music. But then when I was at Oregon, I went to a barn dance. Guess what? You like country, country wet the fuck off the whole time. We are loving it. We had cowboy hats on. And if you played something other than country, people were like, why are you playing Usher? We're in a barn, you know, Dude. like play country. It's like, that doesn't, <laughs> that's. So I agree. <laughs> I completely agree. I love country. I thought I never would like it. And then all my friends are like, you need to listen to it. It's just, it's just like, it's simple. It's easy to enjoy. I'm going to, I don't, I'm not going to say I like country still. <laughs> <laughs> but you will music time. music fits a certain vibe and i think music when it's placed in the right context is always going to be good and there are some great country artists out there i'm not going to get into that though because i don't know <laughs> this turn into like <laughs> yeah we just talk about that for an hour like, like, bro yeah. dude i think I'm, re <laughs> I'm really hoping to hear about how we got started it's just an hour of chris stapleton johnny cash <laughs> Yeah, man. No, I'm not getting into that. That's awesome. I think that's a very good perspective too. And that's kind of the beauty of, uh, I've been a, I've been a DJ now for seven years, started in college. I played a lot of different types of events, a wedding, barn dance, club, barn dance. festival, like a lot of different things. And only through different types of experiences, good and bad, do I realize the power that music has and the energy that it can create. And like, I, of course, I wish like every festival was North Coast or Hard Fest main stage. You know what I mean? But like, mm -hmm. I just DJed my 10 year high school reunion last weekend, bro. Like as yeah. funny as that is. And I was like, this is a fucking fun set. I'm playing yeah. off a wedding reception playlist from somebody that's here that I DJ their wedding seven years ago. And like now I'm here having as good of a time. And it, it like it, it speaks to me. And just like what you said, there's a time and a place and that's yeah. what's so fun about being a DJ is being able to curate that experience for people. Totally. Yeah. Uh, yeah, man. There's nothing like having ox. That's for sure. There's nothing like having ox. Right yeah, yeah. It's, I love that you talk about that. I feel like everyone can relate to that, you know, like coming up as a DJ, I DJed in college, I DJed in high school. Yeah. Uh, going through the, the period of life where you have to adhere to the party and take requests <laughs> and get booed and, Get, yeah, get definitely get food. <laughs> such a beautiful part of the process if you didn't go through that you're not a dj i'm sorry you have to go through a little bit of it before you're a dj you totally, have to man. you have to you have to get requested thomas rett before you're allowed to i don't know who that is still i'll never forget that barn dance i was talking about i dj that that's what I'm talking about. I played country off of a DJ board the whole yeah. time. I was transitioning country. I was matching. Hell yeah. <laughs> yeah. Putting in the next country song. Nice. The whole night, bro. 
you have any Thomas Rhett? I'm like, no, I don't, no. I don't even know. <laughs> Thomas Rhett, y'all got a Wi-Fi connection so I can yeah. YouTube the MP3 that? I'm not buying that shit. It makes you a better DJ. It makes you a better DJ. I'll say it. It does. It does. It does. Yeah, my music library at this point is very diverse, and I'm proud of that. Yeah, man. Hey, anybody listening it. out there, book me back-to-back Ranger Truco for your next barn dance, country music. <laughs> no Thomas Rhett, though. No <laughs> Yeah, I don't know about that, man. No promises. Sure, back-to-back <laughs> Ranger Worldwide Country Tour. The, the world dance, will never know. Yeah, yeah man. <laughs> I'd like to move past those days if, if that's cool with you. I mean, I'll, I'll do one. <laughs> <laughs> I'll do one more. Okay, okay, okay. <laughs> so, okay, past the country days. When did you actually, like, start? Did you? Sounds like you DJed before you produced then. Yeah, man, I uh, I DJed when I was, I think, a sophomore in high school. My okay. my my brother bought a tractor board. Um, older brother. Older brother. Yep, he's two years older than me. Okay. And uh, he would mix dubstep, and he would not let me touch it. And I'll never forget. <laughs> he had it set up on our ping pong table in the basement, and he would just mix and mix and mix. And he had the KRKs, and he had – I don't know how he got into it. I can't remember. I think our buddy Brendan showed him. So he all of a sudden, like, has this DJ board show up in the mail. I'm obsessed. I'm, like, yeah. looking over his shoulder. He's like, get the out of here he's like not letting me <laughs> so i save up money i bought one i went into the room next to him and started doing the exact same thing he went off to college i would call him and be like how do you how do i load a song how do i and he'd be like yep he's like figure it out i'm not teaching you he's like, i taught myself well you can teach yourself too so there you go older uh, brother baby older brother he was the one who got me into djing and uh when he came back from college we had both been DJing for a bit. We were getting into it. Um, we would go to music festivals together, Electric Forest, Lala, like I said, awesome. uh, Snow Globe. Yeah. Um, he started getting way into uh, dubstep over here. I went the house way. So we were kind of, you know, opposite ends of the spectrum. Right. Um, and then we started throwing shows in Traverse City at this nightclub. We would rent it out. It actually started at a different venue. We sold it out. It went crazy because there's no, no nightlife in my hometown and there are three high schools and there are a bunch of kids who just want to party and dance and stuff. So we literally cornered the market and we ended up throwing like these four shows called rave by the Bay because the Traverse city, you know, yeah. Uh, And (laughs) we would DJ, we would, he would do dubstep. I would open with house. Um, Wow. We, we, we'd have some friends, some other local DJs. We were kind of the, I I don't want to say the first, I don't even know, but yeah, we, we were, throwing shows in Traverse City and they were going crazy. People loved it. I mean, people just wanted to get out and listen to that. And I don't think many people had heard EDM up in Northern Michigan and stuff. So like, dude, it was really fun. And uh, that's kind of what got me into it. um, The DJing side of things, but going to festivals with him was definitely the main influence for like how I got into house. Cause I remember being at snow globe and snow globe has this tent called the igloo Mm -hmm. and uh it was the igloo the side stage and the main stage the main stage had khalid the side stage had somebody and then the main the the igloo had option four i'll never forget we're in the igloo for option four and he's just ripping it and he's playing on the train by will clark 
Yeah. And I'm like, what the what? <laughs> I'm like, it was such a vibe. Everyone had their own personal space. Everyone's yep. dancing. Everyone's chilling. There's disco balls. I'm like, this is incredible. I've been to all yep. the dubstep shows, all the festivals. I'm like, this is what I like. I like yep. this. And my brother's like, let's go to Khalid. Let's go to Khalid. I'm like, oh, fine. I don't want to lose the group. But and we go to Khalid. We're standing at Khalid. He's singing a song, whatever, whatever. I'm like, <laughs> I can't do this. I sprint back to the igloo. Wow. I, didn't even, I, didn't, I didn't even tell anyone. I was just like, I can't do this. I, I went back and I stayed there the entire time. And right then and there, I'm like, this is what I like. And I was on my Spirit Airlines flight back from Tahoe to Michigan. Yeah. Just house song, house song, house song, house song. Just like, oh my gosh. And that's when it really hit me. Wow. Like, this, this is my shit right here. Dude, that was just... back in like 2013. No, no. No, 16, 2017, maybe. I don't know. Can't remember. Definitely after your first law. It, it sometimes, yeah. bro, it takes that one live experience with house music and that energy to really be like, I get it. Yeah, it does. It does. It takes that environment. It takes, I don't know. It's beautiful. I love that. Sorry, there's like a loud. I thought pop. that was me. I thought. No, I it's <laughs> out of here. Uh, Hope that's not too disruptive. No, um, continue. It happens all the I, time. I love that, you know, everybody's got an appreciation for everything. I think you should. I think it's awesome. If you're making music, if you're putting music out, yeah. if you're making yourself vulnerable to the public's perception, that's honorable. I love it. I think that's, that's all you need for me to like respect you. Yeah. Obviously people have their different tastes. I have my taste. I love house. Um, it took that moment of being with such good people in such a good environment that's just nuts. It's still going can you hear that uh, is it are they coming to your house i don't know bro <laughs> come on now hang on let me shut my window really quick okay okay <laughs> that's that's actually hilarious because that happens to me all the time that almost seemed like they were doing it on purpose yeah um, you're good it took that moment for me to really realize like that was my favorite thing. And it took a lot of trial and error. It took a lot of, it took a lot of festivals, a lot of different shows, a lot of different crowds Yeah. for me to finally be like, okay, like if I want to keep coming to these, I'm just, I guess the type of person who I don't want to be shoved around the whole time in a mosh pit. I don't want to headbang the whole time. Yeah. Look, like I'm not against any of that, but like, it was a really big moment. I'll never forget dancing saying what up to people having personal space and just being like this is what i want to surround yeah. myself with at yeah. all times it was deep like i felt it in my soul it was crazy that's house music baby yeah baby you know that's awesome bro what a, what a great visceral experience too and and such a cool thing option four is the shit still yeah. the game always crushes the game i haven't seen him or met him since that day that fateful day in 2018 <laughs> i still haven't i think he's posted in denver uh i need to meet him and tell him that to his face because that yes. dude literally was the first person where i i'm i'll never forget i'm listening to on the train it's going and i'm like <laughs> now i'm doing it <laughs> so Fuck yeah, that man. moment <laughs> seriously though i mean that moment and flash forward to like where you're at now it's just incredible the journey that you've had bro and like pretty short time span when did you say all right i'm gonna take this seriously i'm gonna start producing music then how long after that so yeah i went to uh so i was at oregon i so i think snow globe must have been 
the winter break of my senior year of high school. Yeah. Uh, and I didn't even know where I was going to apply or anything. And when I went to uh, Snow Globe, I met a ton of really cool people from Oregon. And yeah, my, my dad had gone to Oregon and Oregon was always kind of like in my head. Sure. Uh, I ended up going there for college. Shout out UO, go Ducks. You already know. Um, <laughs> and uh, I loved it. It was like the best year of my life. I had no complaints, no regrets. No, it was, it, it was an unbelievable year. Yeah. But on the flip side, I'm literally paying out of state tuition and I just would keep putting it off. Like I'll figure it out. I'll figure it out. And the time came where I started getting in debt already in my first year. Yeah. And uh, my parents are awesome people. They were, you know, they were willing to help me out a little bit, but they were like, we like, we're not strapped like that. Like it's a lot of money to go to yeah. out of state tuition and not, right. I, I didn't have like, I barely had any scholarship help. Like I was just like, dreaming you know like hoping i would figure it out make yeah of course so um it was a really hard decision to make but i remember getting into production actually after snow globe again weirdly enough the next year while i was at oregon i bought ableton in i think february of 2019 uh and i just was hooked instantly because i loved house so much i listened to it every day i I had so much influence and so much like reference that I just, I never stopped. And I started missing classes at Oregon and I started just doing Ableton every single moment of every day. And I stopped, like, I remember one point I missed a party for Ableton and I'm like, that's real shit right there. Yeah, it is. Um, And so the time came spring term, my parents flew out to, to see me and had this really emotional conversation with them because they were like, what do you want to do? Do you want to try to figure out in-state? Do you want to, uh, do you want to try to figure out how to stay here? Do you want to leave? What's the, what's the word? Right. And I'm like, actually, they didn't even say, do you want to leave? I'm like, they saw how much fun I was having. They saw how I knew everybody. And then I was like, awesome. I want to leave. <laughs> and they were like, what? Like, let's make it work. Like, let's figure out a way to make it work. Like we can work for in-state. We can, you know, we can set up a scholarship, whatever. Yeah. Like, no, like I can't get myself into debt like this. I need to be smart. I had the time in my life. It was the hardest thing, but yeah. I knew I had this backup plan because I was so into Ableton. Um, I was like, I want to do this. Like music has always been a huge part of my life. I played guitar. I was in like little bands growing up in high school, we were doing Raid by the Bay. It was always music, music, music. And yeah. internally, I think I always knew it would be music as a career. Right. Uh, and I finally was ready when I was forced, you know, when yeah. it was kind of like, you're going to go into $100,000 of debt or you can figure something out. I was like, all right, now is when I need to go after this music thing because it's always been a passion of mine. And I'd yeah. be a fool if I didn't just go for it. I'm 20 years old, leaving this support system of college again and um that's when i found icon uh okay my brother actually had told me about it initially i called them on my own while i was at oregon and had them kind of talk me through everything i'm like great because i don't want to just move to la without a plan you know yeah. i i want to go after this i want to put myself in the place where it's happening right. obviously new york la what have you mm-hmm. um but i need a support system i yeah. can't just go open my laptop pay 14 hundred dollars a month and, and figure it out so no. 
I, I planned it a lot. I manifested it a lot. And uh, I had a call with Icon. They kind of told me what the daily routine was and what have you. And I'm like, perfect. That's my first year. You know, yeah. I have this, I have classes here. I can get a job here. I was working at Shake Shack. I just made it work. Fuck you know? yes. <laughs> so I, that, that was after. So I dropped out after a year. I'm sorry. I'm like, I'm just going on no, and on. Keep going, Ranger. Keep going. Uh, I dropped out after a year, went to LA, had the support system of Icon, had a job, yeah. was getting, uh, was, was getting by, you know, I was figuring it out. Um, sorry to answer your question. That's kind of when it hit when my yeah. back was against the wall at Oregon. Yeah. That's when I was kind of like, shoot, I love this music thing and I, sh I should go for it, you know? Yeah. And, and sometimes you have to be pushed to the ledge before you make a decision because everything else seems easy before you're at that moment. So I, I understand. Yeah. hundred percent. Um, I remember just like always wanting to open up to my parents about how I wanted to do something with music. Yeah it's been such a huge part of my life. Like we talked about. And I, I think it actually, I think it did take getting pushed to the point of like, yeah, there's no uncertainty here. You are like going to put yourself in a financial hole or you are going to, I don't know, you know, like I figured the best way to get out of that, the best way to kind of see clearly was to follow a passion. I, I just think that stands true with everything. Absolutely. Um, I was like, you know what? Like there is, so funny dude when i was making that decision it was like the most stressful time of my life i bet dude <laughs> i'll never forget just at the dinner table just night after night of just like i'm obviously i got a long way to go i'm not saying this like i'm all good now like i'm still, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, I'm still like trying to work my ass off but yeah just like the constant question of like well what then well what if it doesn't work out like well what are you going to do after the one year at icon and i would just always have to be like don't worry about it right now like let's yep. let's just take it a day at a time yep i'll figure it out like let's just see what happens i'm still just living day by day dude like every day it's just like <laughs> i don't know i don't like how are you gonna do it i have no clue but i'm not gonna worry about it if it's not happening yet it's over here let's do right now you know what That's i mean the root of anxiety bro yeah worrying about what might happen you can only control the present yeah, what i mean i wish i could say i don't have anxiety about stuff i do all the time however that's always been a a, a a testament of like everything I've done is like, don't worry about that right now. Let's just do this. Let's yep. control what we can control. And sooner or later, we're either going to be absolutely fucked or we're going to be, <laughs> we're going to be fine. Nowhere and, in the middle. Yep. Yeah, exactly, dude. And that's just what it is. Like, I don't know if I can, if I, I always have one, I love to talk about it. I love to talk about the journey. I think a lot of people have yeah. a similar journey and it just if I can be of advice to anyone, like you just need to take it a day at a time. You need to win the little battles. Cause yeah. if you look at it as like, as like a, if you put it, if you lower the scale of like what you're trying to achieve into just like, well, what are you going to do after one year? It's like, you don't even know what's going to happen in one day. Like don't no. ever look at it like that. Yeah. You need to just be the best you can every single day. Cause that'll change, you know, the re the reality of your life in so many ways, just by being optimistic and, and, and taking on the day. And, you know, I don't know, man, it's just a big, big thing that dude, you're yeah. the fucking man. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you for sharing that. And I have a, a profound amount of respect for you. I already did, but now hearing the chances that you took, I don't think 99% of people would have done that, man. I think 99% of people at 18, 19 years old, they go to college 
maybe would have gone back home to college. You would have kept going to college or tried to keep being a kid. I don't know how else to say it. You know what I mean? Like who I was mm-hmm. as a freshman, sophomore in college, even junior, senior, who I am now, there are versions of myself, but it's really hard to, to think like that. So that's amazing. And it's even more profound that music really helped you make this, this raw decision that you knew would make you happy at the end of the day. At the end of the day, that's what it was about. Right. I wanted to be happy. I wanted to like, if I was going to, going to, to leave such a happy place like Oregon, such, such a great time in my yeah. life, I wanted to do it with something that could make me just as happy, you know? Right. I, um, yeah. And like, I don't, I, I hope, I hope it can inspire somebody. I hope it can lead someone down the same path to follow your passions. I obviously like, like, I'm not, looking for attention in the way like like my parents helped me out you know where they could and I'm making it happen now like they obviously they didn't do everything for me but like you know what was a huge huge realization for me is when I was working at Shake Shack uh, I would work at Shake Shack (laughs) I would go to class at Icon from 12 to 2 or like 1 or like 11 to 2 a.m and then I'd work Shake Shack from like like uh i don't know four to eight you know three to eight so my day would go work i sometimes wouldn't have time to eat i go home shower go across to icon work on music and i used to get home from icon and be like life is so unfair like (laughs) (laughs) like and then there was always this voice in my head that's like dude you're the you're the only reason you're here like nobody made you move to LA and do this like nobody made you apply to Shake Shack nobody made you go to Icon nobody like I would always just have this (laughs) this constant revelation of like god who can I blame right now for how upset I am oh yeah oh yeah I did that oh yeah I, I made that choice and also I was working with people at Shake Shack who were like getting their degrees and like going home and getting their kids ready for school. And I was like, every time I'd complain, I'd be like, Oh no, I don't have it bad. Like I can work a little harder. Like these, <laughs> these, there are people that are working so much harder than me. And like that inspired me is to just be like, no, I can, you know, I can put it to the side. I can keep working. Like the wow. people I worked with at Shake Shack were amazing. They were doing twice as much as I was. And here right. I am complaining. I'm like, no, I can, I can power through this. You know, this is what I want to do, you know? That's fucking awesome. You, I mean, were you legit flipping burgers, bro? Oh yeah. Oh God. Yeah, bro. Every day, every <laughs> single day. Like that's not a lie. I have my uniform like right in a bin down there. Fuck like, yes. I might have to roll up to a show in it. Full you on should. I love Shake Shack. So I Shake Shack is fire. So good. And even a guy with flipping burgers says that too. This ain't McDonald's people. No, bro. They, uh, they are a tight ship. They are clean. That's a great business model right there Shout hell out yeah to shake shack i got nothing bad to say about shake shack it was, um, yeah, they, they're dope i'm all about a big i'm all about a good business model that's, that's yeah cool. man <laughs> in fact my girlfriend gets mad at me for how often I'll, I'll say it about a place i'll be like i'll say it to the waiter be like you guys got a great business model i just want to tell you <laughs> to back. No, that's like those that's like those uh uh, progressive commercials where it's you're turning into your parents. Like, I am, they dude. They it's so, you guys have a great business model. It's so bad, dude. I thought I was my dad. Turns out I'm my mom. That's so <laughs> funny, bro. I, I'm still trying to figure out who I'm more like because I have. I'm showing both. I'm showing both right now. Yeah, it it'll be 50 50 and maybe lean, and then you'll find out. I'm 29. You'll find out by 30. I'll let you know. 
I think 30 is the age. I think 30, 30 is know. the age. <laughs> yeah. You got one more year to, to figure it out. <laughs> that is so funny. That's hilarious, bro. And, you know, I've interviewed so many people who have uh, studied at Icon. I have not heard one bad thing about it. And one thing um, that I really like about it is, of course, they teach you the ins and outs of music production and um, everything you need to know about that. But understanding the business side of the music industry is something that they really push. And I think that's so important. What was like, I guess, your overall experience at Icon front to back? Uh, Icon's, Icon basically like they, I it was a great experience. I was at the building on Magnolia before they moved into the new one in the heart of Burbank. Mm-hmm. Um, and I wouldn't trade it for anything. My experience was, was unique, like doing the night class. Um, but I had the best mentors there. I, I just tried to get something out of every interaction. Yeah. Um, and I had a great experience. And even when the pandemic hit, which was when I was going into quarter three and we went, I did the last two quarters over zoom, like wow. that was a bummer, but they, they stepped right up and they kept the curriculum going. And so good on them. And uh, yeah, like they, I remember being at Oregon and having Ableton open and constantly scouring YouTube for just how to's. And, yeah. you know, I just wanted to know, like, I just wanted somebody who knew to walk me through Oh yeah, the stepping stones of sound design of Ableton of this, of that. And I just remember just wanting like a teacher and Icon gave me that. So they gave me I knew what I wanted to do. I, I was house since the very beginning. I knew what sounds I liked. I knew yep. what sounds I didn't like. Yep. And Icon gave me that person to go to and figure out how to get what I wanted. I know. And mean. visual and, learning almost, right? Yeah, man. Just like just a, a great support system. And I think that people can find a little bit of trouble when they're looking for too much out of something like Icon. Icon Mm -hmm. isn't going to make you a DJ. Icon is not going to network for you. It's not going to go to the club in hopes that you can get someone some unreleased tunes, put a face to a name and what have you. And I was already willing to accept that workload before going into Icon. And that's why I think I had such a good experience at Icon because I didn't leave like, well, why didn't you do more for me? Because I think that's, it can get lost a little bit in translation. Like you got to know what you're getting out of it before you go, you know, and you have to be able to reciprocate some of that work on your own. Put in what you get out. Exactly. Exactly. It's awesome, man. It's incredible. Clearly they taught you a lot of amazing things in music production because you're at 65,000 monthly listeners right now, bro. I don't know if you checked that stat recently. Hell yeah. I I think, have you hit a million streams yet? Cumulative? since your first uh almost. i don't know i think almost i we're, I think we're closing in on life of uh, sin's gonna get you there baby that shit's popping hell yeah man I, sh- I sure hope so that'd be nuts that's uh, awesome it's awesome man congrats to you and like thank it's you just, it's inspiring now like you know i we, we locked in this interview a few weeks ago and i love doing my research running through discographies yeah and i actually had never heard your first release before somehow ear ringing of yep. the night base freshman compilation in 2020 all right, let's check out Ranger Truco's first release. This one's called Earring by a Night Bass. The sweet on the floor, house kick thumping all night long. <laughs> 
niggas, we got some fucking fools out here thinking we show up dressed to the nines to throw some shit down on our daddy's credit card and get covered by some ladies. And to be honest, we don't want it like that. crazy because you literally popped onto the scene and made a fucking statement with this track and like i said i hadn't heard it and i heard almost every one of your tracks before and i kind of like was going back and i was like all right i got it i i know i know where to find people's music i go soundcloud mining bro i went to your beat yeah. board i go the you know i i know how to find where your first track was yeah this yeah. was your first one and it's crazy because it has a little bit of everything that you've released following up i don't know if you've <laughs> noticed this Sure. But like it's got it's got like your incredible FX. It's deep. It's dark. It's groovy. Your vocals, bouncy bass, creative percussion feels like you ain't never heard before. And now listening to your music all the way up until your unreleased track. Well, it'll be released by the time this comes out with Moose. Yeah, it's got a little something, man. And it's so cool. Like, how did that become your first release? I imagine you had a ton of works in progress. Or, or finalized ones. And of course, for it to be on night base is special, but what yeah. was that sort of timeline like? Yeah. Uh, yeah. So earring and um, that's funny that you say that because earring and is like the most slept on track that I have. I think people think that like Tiffany was the first track of mine no, and then ear, earring and is that one before it. And I yes. remember just recently someone put it in a video, a TikTok maybe, or maybe like an ad for something I was playing yeah. and I had all these DMs. What song is this? I'm like, <laughs> first song it's been out on. yo come on bro <laughs> uh but yeah that's funny bro i i actually made earring in quarter three of icon pd clicks yeah what he's the a and r for night base he was my mentor at the time right and i don't know man i was really i had like i had a bunch of whips i i didn't necessarily have a direction i was just having fun making tunes you know sure. uh pd was really just dope advocate for not worrying too much about what to sound like he was really like instrumental in making sure that i was having fun you know P creating tracks finishing tracks and not worrying too much about where they belong not placing them somewhere before i'm even done you know yeah and i i made earring in i had like the foundation of it we met and he um he was like this is sick and i remember at the end of the session he was humming the the melody of it the dun 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 dun, dun. I'm like, oh wow. that's catchy then so it's a catchy one we got a good melody that he's going to remember right the next week he's like let's go let's go back to that let's work on it a little more he wanted me to get the most out of it that was actually a friend of mine who did the vocal at the time i wanted i wrote the monologue but i was mm -hmm. too afraid to say it <laughs> so i had my friend max say it and he because I, I max is a character and i knew that he'd get super into it and he did <laughs> he did it's so oh my good. gosh in the original he's like smoking a cigarette and you can hear the lighter Dude, he's like the beginning right. <laughs> that's why i was like this is a statement track 
yeah right so that's how i yeah so the vocal i'll never forget pd's last note was like you need to make the vocal like more druggy more like weird more more yeah something that'll catch your attention so i remember i like manipulated it i i put some weird effects on it and we've been working on it session after session and then we kind of we got it to where we wanted it to be and he was like great now the next tune and i'm like oh damn like i thought <laughs> uh, you and me were kind of doing a thing we're like and so he was like okay great next track i'm like all right cool in that timeline i actually flew back to la because i was quarantining in michigan while i made i made earring in a, a, at home in traverse city oh um, right that makes sense yeah um that was a serious catalyst for everything too because i remember when i was home i don't want to go down another rabbit hole anyway uh so went moved went back to la yeah quarantine kind of ended i think it was june yeah and i was at shake shack and i got a dm out of nowhere pd yo ranger my boy ac wants to sign earring and i'm in my full-on shake shack outfit let's like, go <laughs> trying to tell people they're like what is that i don't know <laughs> what that is and uh yeah so that's how that whole thing transpired. And then, uh, wow. Yeah. Yeah. That man. kicked it all off, man. That kicked it all off. You know what? The thing I was going to quickly go into was, yeah, I remember being home for quarantine. I had made a bunch of progress leading up to quarantine. I had just got my first ever label look like the day before the San Francisco airport shut down and they were like, people freaked out. And I'll never forget, I finally had a label like, hey, send us more stuff. And I'm like, no way, I'm doing the thing. Like, I'm I'm going to do it. And then next day, San Francisco airport shuts. My mom calls me. She's like, you're coming home. Like, I'm not playing around with this COVID thing. Yeah. Um, and it felt like I had, like, lost all my progress. And it was, like, annoying. So when I was home, my parents were tossing around the idea of me not going back to L.A. There was a whole bunch of, you know, uh nervous dialogue if you will and, absolutely bro uh, i think everyone experienced that in a lot of different yeah ways. just yeah. so much uncertainty and part of the reason that it was so hard to make an argument for la was i hadn't done anything i had obviously i was studying i was at icon i was working but in my head i i didn't feel like i had enough to go back to la yeah. So when they finally let me, I was like, okay, you know what? It's, it's on. Like I am here. This is my life. I am going to work my ass off. I'm going to put out music because I want you to pull me away from LA and pull me away from where I belong. You know what I mean? Yeah. I, pull, I want you to think to yourself, like he needs to get back. That's his job. Now I'll never forget wanting to be at a level where I did need to be in LA, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I know what you mean. Absolutely. So, that's that's earring and went right into tiffany like that started everything for me just like okay i'm putting these tracks out or i i'm getting these tracks to people like i can't i can't hold on to these anymore you know i need to start making it happen for sure man that's such a great story and and i i think i you know respect to your parents i think we're all thinking that same thing too nobody knew what the fuck was going on yeah true true so, true i mean and you got that time at home to hyper focus and then you were just ready to fucking go so the silver lining of, of um, lockdown for you. Right? Totally. Totally. Love that, bro. Love that, bro. So before we get into the space yacht stuff, I do want to cap off some of the night based things here as you're showing off your fucking sick sweater. Oh right? yeah. I had to, had to rep. 
dude, I'm going to spring awakening this Saturday just for the night base stage. I'm a huge night base guy. Like, yeah, man. They're, I'm they're sick. Night base fanatic. I'm go- I, Chris Lorenzo, AC Slater, Petey clicks back to back tombs. Yeah. Um, so I'm, I'm right there. I'm like right there with you and a deeper understanding of what it is to be a night base fan and a totally. deeper appreciation for you for releasing on that label. Cause you know, they don't just release any track. They're not, and they don't release just big artists, right? Like you, the fact that they have a freshman compilation yeah. and then your follow-up on them was two and six off. This is night base volume 12. Yeah, like yeah, they're yeah. going to go to volume 500 million if they can, you know what I mean? Like that's the platform that they give. Yeah. And then your free dessert EP is just really something to be proud of, man. And I'm sure you are. And just one word to describe it. Sheesh. That's really all I can say. I don't know. <laughs> Unreal. Thanks, dude. All right. Let's check out the title track from Ranger Truco's free dessert EP. This one's called free dessert. Girl, take the day off work. Tell me lies like you tell to the restaurant. It's your birthday. Get that free dessert. Like it tells you the restaurant, baby, it's your birthday. Get that free dessert. Absolutely, man. And the coolest thing about uh, free dessert as well, um, outside of I think I like it with Dear Evergreen, which really is such a banger, these are pretty left field for night base. Like you didn't, you didn't limit yourself at all, bro. This is like little g house new disco disco like deep tech yeah and it just showcases like the incredible fusion that you're able to create bro like going back to your first release fast forwarding to where we're at now and then it's kind of smashing that in the middle how much fun was that for you just kind of as a producer to feel like you didn't have any walls you had to stay confined yeah that that right there i mean that sums it up that was the best part just feeling like everything that like made it on that ep was just so not like the other one you know like yeah yeah yeah. Yeah. you know it's so funny it's like i'm more of a tech producer like i'm i'm I'm, i i make tech house like i do like i think that's where it falls right for the most part um and just really quick i went to a night base at sound yeah and like uh uh nostalgics and shadows were going back to back and they're just dropping uk baseline after uk baseline. (laughs) and slater was like you want to jump in or someone was like do you want to jump in and I was like, no, I don't. I don't have <laughs> a- any of that stuff on my USB. What do you want me to do? Like go up there and just slow down the vibe? Like, no, I can't jump on. Um, but to that point, that EP was so cool because I was stuck in this box of like, what is Nightbase going to like from me? How do I make a Nightbase record? Like it was driving me crazy. And I remember making free dessert. It was bouncy. It was techie. It was weird. Yeah. And I was like, I, I'm just going to see. I'm just going to see what happens. I sent it to Slater and he was just like, yes. He's like, this is sick. Yeah. I want, he's like, I want three more like this. And I sent him the second one I sent him um, in my mind. And he was like, this is even sicker. He's like, I want two more. And I was like, <laughs> okay, I've got these two and they're really weird. And he was just like, yes, yes, yes. He was like, it's so cool because it wasn't a what Nightbase could do for me. It was what I could bring table for Nightbase. And that was his approach to the whole thing. That is so cool because obviously house music is always changing. What people likes will fluctuate. You know, 
it'll it'll get really techy it'll go really bassy it'll go back and forth and the fact that slater was willing to accept that and like i don't know and kind of give me that opportunity was so it shows so much about him as a person and it was just an awesome awesome thing i didn't feel I just felt like that could be me. You know what I mean? Like I could do whatever on those tracks. And yeah, it was really fire to see him see the, uh, see eye to eye. So cool, regard. man. And they, they yeah. really are great tracks. Great, great I tracks. I don't know if I should have my light on or, oh, no, it's dark now. I got to have it on. <laughs> <laughs> I got bad lighting in here. That's all right, man. Yeah. I mean, you know, like I said, I'm five years into this shit. So it's not like, it's not like I didn't figure this out too. I've had plenty of bad lighting. You look good, actually. Thanks, man. I've had people look completely dark, and I'm like, can you turn a fucking light on? And they're like, I don't have any lights in my room. I'm like, you're such a fucking producer. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> no, you're good. As long as we can see the cheers hat, then we're okay. Cheers hat will always, yeah, don't worry. I got don't you. Worry. Yeah. Hell yeah. Well, congratulations on all your success with Night Base, bro. I, I hope to see you more releasing music on there. Um, Thanks, man. So let's touch base on Space Yacht. Um, yeah. Of course, they launched their label. Um, Coming up on a year pretty Coming soon. Coming up on a year. And I, I interviewed this guy named CLB. I don't know if you've met him before, Max. Drum and bass yeah, king, bro. He's going to absolutely run the game. He had their first release moving forward with Formula. He did, which is a banger. Banger, bro. Yeah. That guy made me love drum and bass. And, like, I'm so proud of him. And he's, like, he's like the nicest guy ever and makes he, the meanest I, drum and bass. I love that kid. I haven't even met that kid, and I love him. Like, we have a we have a – we have an Instagram romance. And yeah, we're just yeah, best yeah. Best friends, dude. I love that kid. He posts the funniest videos of his cats, dude. Have you he ever does. seen those? He's incredible. Such a good guy. You're gonna, dude. Here, you're. It, when you hang out with him, you're gonna absolutely love him. He's he's just like such a genuine guy. Oh my gosh, bro. We're already best friends. We haven't yeah. even met yet. He he is great, and he kind of took me through. You know the. I've been following Space Yacht for a long time. Obviously, for those who don't know, started off as really a particular party brand and. Um, gave a lot of opportunities to a lot of up and comers out there yeah. and your Tiffany EP um, was really your big coming out. I mean, you said it was your follow-up to ear ringing. It's an yep. EP. We've got Tiffany and FTP on there and it's our first chance to really hear your vocals, your sound, your potential. Y'all going to love this one. This one's called Tiffany of Ranger Truco's Tiffany EP on Space Yacht. <laughs> Tiffany on a wrist, everywhere she goes, she talk that shit. Cash rules, everything around her. That's my girl, that's my bitch. Tiffany on a wrist, everywhere she goes, she talk that shit. Cash rules, everything around her. That's my girl, that's my bitch. Tiffany on a wrist, everywhere she goes, she talk that shit. Cash rules, everything around her. That's my girl, that's my bitch. I mean, I imagine this was pretty special for you considering it was your first EP, really your first, like, this is who I am. Tell yeah. us like this experience for you, bro. Yeah, man, that was, that was huge. Uh, huge shout out to them. They, um, they, I sent that into their tune reactor stream. Oh um, yeah. And they were just like on the spot, like stoked on it. And they uh, booked me for attack my house and yeah, they, they, they're awesome dudes. And, uh, the Tiffany EP was the first time that I did my own vocal. Uh, and I remember kind of like putting two and two together with the, uh, with how Tiffany was received. Cause I made FTP like the following day, <laughs> uh, 
because I did, I finally was like, I bought a mic and I'm like, I'm going to get over like my fear of hearing myself. I'm like, I'm just going to go for it. Yeah. I made the beat of Tiffany. I did the, the hook or whatever. I sent it in. They loved it. I got booked. It was awesome. Uh, and then the next day I'm like, I should do that again. Yeah. <laughs> I, like, I should just try that one more time. I wrote FTP at Shake Shack. Half of my songs were written at Shake Shack. I what on your that. lunch break? What the Yeah, hell? just in my notes, like on my lunch break. Um, wow. And uh, yeah, so I wrote FTP and I was like, well, I can just keep using my vocal because people dig it and that's cool. And I remember just... I don't know, man. Yeah, that was great. I think that EP came out on my dad's birthday, which was super cool too. Fuck um, yeah. So he said, okay, you're doing son. I see you. Right. Yeah. So it was a cool, like full circle moment. They believed in that EP. They put out that EP. Um, and yeah, man, that was just kind of the start of everything. I got confident in myself to, to do my own vocals. Um, that's when I, I really kind of chose that to be my sound because I have always loved writing. I was, you know, that was the only AP course I passed in high school was writing. Like, <laughs> no way. I, I was like, I wrote poems, I wrote lyrics, I wrote, I just wrote, man, I always was a writer. And uh, so the fact that I could, you know, kind of bring a skill that I was already so confident in myself with into my music production, I was like, okay, this is how I'm going to make my move. This is how I'm going to like try to create my own sound yeah. is by writing my own top lines on top of the house I'm making. And uh, yeah. So when FTP and Tiffany came out, it was great. Cause I was so, I, I it wasn't like, obviously I want to showcase a little bit of everything. I want to always like yeah. kind of facilitate what the song is sounding like and tackle, you know, kind of lean into other subgenres and what have you, but Right, it was right. cool to see that something I was so comfortable with, like writing lyrics, was going to be well received. Because yeah. then I was like, great, that's what I want to do. You know, you went outside your comfort zone, man. Right, right. And that's when you grow. Yeah, man, totally. So can you actually like while we're on the topic, too, because pretty much every other follow up song here it has your vocals on it. Like, yeah. Walk us through that process, because it's really, really interesting. I mean, how are you manipulating your vocals? Like, is that first? Are you making the beat? Like, what's the actual process when you do your shit? Okay, so this is my vocal setup right here. Okay. It's a microphone. <laughs> I write the lyrics and I say them and there's no sound treated room. There's no, yeah. there's, there's, I mean, like, it's like one take, fuck, that sounded horrible. Next take, like, like, <laughs> like it's the simplest thing and like obviously i would like to get to a place where i can use a studio and that probably does help i'm not knocking that at all but dude it is the simplest little process of me just wanting words in the song writing the words and turning to my right and putting them in the song yeah like i wanted it to be just something that was like already a part of my production routine okay i wanted the accessibility right here right in front of me and that's uh that's how it started the vocals themselves, I break it down into two things. It is the word choice and it is the flow. The word choice meaning everyone can, or, or, or there's certain topics that 
people want to hear about that people hear in songs listen to the radio listen to spotify you're hearing the same things get talked about yeah it's going to the club it is falling in love it's doing drugs it's whatever it is yeah if i can find a way to use different terminology or different words to describe the same thing that you know so well and that you do on a saturday night Mm -hmm. and kind of word it in a way that makes you think for a second and then put it together that's what I want to tackle. So I want to take a concept as simple as, wow, I know for a fact that girls are doing cocaine at the club in the bathroom. I know that. I've, <laughs> That's a fact. I just, we all know that. It yeah. just happens. How can I word that? Because everyone will be like, oh, I do that. I relate to that. But like, how can I word it where it's like kind of cool? And so that's one part. And the second part is when it is said. And the flow part is... I think maybe even more important because yeah, if I say, if I say a cool sentence, but I just say it and I don't groove it and I don't like make it work with how the, the bass is working or how the drums are working, it's going to sound out of place. You can't just put, you can't just talk over a song. Yeah. Um, yep. So sometimes that means a pause. Sometimes that means like all I need in this life is sent. You know what I mean? Like right. that, or that, speeding it up. Yeah. 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 Right. You have to, make that vocal work with what you're given. Um, so people ask me a lot, do you write the vocals first or do you do the production first? Definitely a little of both, but they have to coincide. I can't just copy and paste a vocal onto a different song. It has yeah. to, they have to gel together. Um, wow. And gosh, I was just about to say something else. What was I just going to say? Shot roll. I know. I've been talking I'm ready it. to go in my fucking room and produce right now, bro. You're inspiring me. Hell yeah, man. Uh, I was just going to say something else and I think I forgot it. Um, if it comes back to me, I'll let you know. Yeah. But yeah, it's, man. So. It's so cool though, bro. Like you are so forward thinking in this shit. I don't even think you realize it. I don't, I don't know how much you know about the history of house music and stuff. But like you are in my eyes, like, you know, like I said, 180 episodes in. I've gotten a lot of different perspectives, young and old. And you're combining this spoken word soulful house with uh-huh. modern age rap with sort of that dirty bird type style stuff with also sort of like the 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 looped vocal aspect that you might just find on splice and then just sure. like no one's ever going to be able to do like you ranger you know what i mean oh, and come on that's, that's what separates true. that's what separates people in the tech house game this is a question that i was going to ask but it's so easy to copy other music and in, in-house music right like I saw this hilarious meme of Buzz Lightyear um, mm-hmm. where it's like he's in Toy Story and it's like when he's trying to act like all the other Buzz Lightyears and he's like, it's just him by himself and he thinks he's good to go. And it's like, no one sound like me. And it's just that. And then it's all the other fucking Buzz Lightyears and it's tech house DJs. And I'm like, yeah, God yeah, damn, yeah. bro. Like, yeah, we're all just trying to figure out how you be unique. But with no barrier to entry these days, I mean, look, you show a young man like you, you can you can figure out music. So many people just study on YouTube. They graduate from YouTube University. And right. I guess what I'm trying to say is the fact that your voice, your lyrics, your ideas, because your beats, maybe if they were all instrumentals, maybe you wouldn't have stood out as much. You right. Know? Sure. I think you sure. might be the first person to say that. Dude, I had to learn. Um, I have to put my time right now which is what i'm continuing to do into the engineering aspects of music Um, yeah i was so just determined to put a creative idea into the daw and i let that you know kind of come before even like learning the full 
<laughs> method and steps of proper production. I I, yeah. I won't lie. Like I straight up was like, I don't care. Like I put up blockers to a lot of shit that I got taught at Icon. And I'm like, I don't care. I want to finish a track. Yeah. I want my track to be done. And I want my idea to be, to, to, to you know, to be in a, in a waveform. Like that's what yeah. I want. And uh, it, <laughs> it fucking worked for a sec, you know? And, like it did, it was cool. Like people liked it. And then I was like, that's crazy. Now I should probably learn how to produce better. <laughs> and if I can make the two work together, I'll be a producer. And yeah. like, I mean, dude, I have like, I, I will never, ever, ever stop being a student. I will never think I have it all. I still don't think I have it all. I still will never think that is my best track. I want the next one to be better. I want the next one to be better. And I'm still learning every single day. I don't have all the answers. But I know that I will continue to give it the the time and the work it deserves. You know, like that's just what I always just want to learn. Um, yeah, you just said it yourself. Tech house is saturated. It is a saturated market. It is booming. It is the new thing. Yeah. Um, authenticity is going to come from somebody's personal experience and also somebody giving it the time it deserves. Yeah. You can't just be like oh fisher's cool i want to do that now because yes fisher is tech house and he is he is who he is but that dude's personality is electric and he yeah. encapsulates so much more than his music yep. and i don't know man like i could talk about this for hours and hours Me and too. hours i i just i i can't stress enough your music needs to come from a place of authenticity. People can tell when you're trying to be somebody else. I do not talk about things on the mic that I don't know. I know this stuff. Like people are like, what do you, what do you write your lyrics about? I'm like, I see, I'm watching people's Instagram stories. <laughs> I'm like, I know that like free dessert. Like I was like, I, I know it's not that girl's birthday and she's lying. And then I'm like, yeah. Oh my God, girls do that all the time. Like, song. like yeah, you know dude, it's just, it, it I don't know. You got it. Like that true authenticity in music shines through so much, you know, like so people, true. people can hear it and they're like, yeah, that, that dude really lives that shit too. You know? Yeah. Yeah, man. Um, it, I think, I mean, I, I know we're both kind of Twitter fiends and we see so much stuff on Twitter <laughs> where it's like, uh, you see these, these producers like, dude, somebody like dropped in on, uh, our, our live demo stream and it was a copy of our song. Like how, 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 Oh my God. I know stolen, like stolen, uh, drum loops and stuff. And like, yeah, like oh my gosh, West End posted one where someone literally took his exact drums. <laughs> like, come on. <laughs> hey, look, I don't know, man. Yeah, it's like I said, it's saturated. There, everyone and their mother wants to be a DJ right now. And um, look, like, I'm not saying like I think it's cool. I think it's it's kind of cool. I don't know. Uh, it is cool to be a DJ. I, it's, I, it's cool to be a DJ. It's awesome. It's fun. It's cool to like we talked about to curate the party. Like be that guy who's in charge of the energy it's not always like that though no it's not always like that um if people aren't willing to give it the time it deserves if people yeah. aren't willing to do their research find out where it came from have influences other than house music have a life of or, or have a passion for this thing it's gonna show because you might get that initial spark everyone's right. got their 15 seconds of fame right but if you're not willing to like realize like have a passion for the music i don't know man you know what i'm saying like i do absolutely yeah it's 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 literally you've, you've said it in a lot of different ways but the most 
pure way to put it is if you don't give it the time it deserves from a place that's within you deep inside, yeah. like it's never going to last long and people are going to see that right away. And it's only going to hurt you more. You got to yeah. make it for the right reasons too. And I, I think that's, that's lost a lot, but yeah, it's, it's, it's clear that you love what you're doing. And I think like your songs are fun, bro. You know what I mean? I think Hell yeah. I grew up, I grew up like <clears throat> seeing a lot of these, you know, I think you probably did too seeing a lot of these cool DJs that like, don't smile, wear all black. Don't look up at the crowd, especially in like the techno space. And I, yeah, yeah, yeah. I love techno, bro. Like I've been going to movement Detroit for a long time. These guys don't look at you and I'm like, okay, I guess that's cool. Like this is fence, but you know, like that's not me. And that's why like, I love the hood politics crew because like this shit's fun, dude. And like, let's have fun together and let's show it through our music. If I can't be there in person, and that's the energy I get from your music, man. And I think Hell it's yeah, really man. special. Dude, I am who I am. I like to have fun. My music is, it, it is, it's, it's me. It's what I see. It's, it's, uh, it's, yeah, it's just, I have fun making it. And when I DJ it, I have fun DJing it. And I, you know, it's funny because like you get influenced by a lot of different people and sometimes you can kind of try to turn into them and it's easy. And it's easy. It's very easy. I've definitely, dude, I've definitely had phases where I'm like, like not looking at anyone like like <laughs> yeah. and then all of a sudden i'm like wait i'm not that like that's not me cool that, yeah dude. like i'm from the midwest i'm not even cool you know what yeah, i mean i'm smiling baby ear exactly to ear. cheers and with the crowd who's got exactly bro there. and that's 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 just kind of what i talk about like that authentic that authenticity factor into not only production but thing but who you are for me i i just wanted to be myself like what's your dj name i'm like it's my name it's who i am because this is what i want to do because this is all i want to do and when somebody meets me after the show baby i'm right there. yeah bro it's like when you meet me after the show i'm the same person i just was up there i'm just down here now you know like this is what i want to live i don't want to put on the helmet and take off the helmet no shade (laughs) at anyone but you know what i mean like Dude, if, if that's Travis Scott thing, is watching this, fine. Marshmallow is watching this too, Ranger. Travis right, Scott, true. yeah. Sorry, bro. Sorry, Marshy. Dude, we know it's you.com. We know who it is. <laughs> I just Amen. outed him, dude. I just Amen. outed him right there. <laughs> you better relax. You're gonna get a. You're gonna get a dart in your neck. Hey, maybe week. we should edit that in post. <laughs> maybe not. We'll see what makes it on YouTube. <laughs> yeah, man. Hell yeah, bro. Love so it. next one I want to ask you about your sink or swim release horoscopes and marijuana oh yeah let's check out this banger this one's called horoscopes and marijuana by ranger truco by a sink or swim Another good example of an incredibly well-run label. Um, Guz does a great job of sink or swim. I think this this has got to be your hardest fucking kick, bro. Like you're a dog for this song. <laughs> when this came out, I was like expecting, you know, some little build up, and it's like, like, yeah. like what was it? What was going on with you, bro? Were you inspired by something at this point? No, I'm sure it does always. It's always gonna. It's gonna keep changing. I don't know. It's yeah. It's uh, influences always change. What I'm finding is I'm getting more into techier stuff. Like yeah, 
uh, I love the, the kicks like that. I've always wanted to kind of like make one like that. And I haven't really given it the time. And this yeah. was the song where I was like, this is, I'm trying to try something new here. I'm going to give it the time. I'm going to give it that, that massive kick. And also the clap on that song in the club is just, it's so loud. Like it's, yeah. it's almost too loud, but it's not too loud. <laughs> That's a different song for sure. Yeah. I, I'm still, I haven't been releasing music for a year. Come October, I'll have been releasing music for a year. So I don't want to start giving people patterns now. Like, I don't care. I'm going to try that shit. Like I, I, I have fun when I produce and I get a huge kick like that. And I'm like, this is really cool. We're going to make a song with this now because I don't know, man, that's what keeps me going is the fact that there's so much to explore and so much music to be made. And so, uh, obviously what you listen to your your taste your style is going to change over time for me i've noticed already it's changing and horoscopes was the first like i guess a kick is a great way to look at it but also stylistically just like the first time where i wanted to pull back on some of the production here and put it over here you know what i mean um so yeah yeah it's always going to change it'll be different i mean crush on you compared to earring and are you kidding me like different songs but I don't care. Like, I just, I want to have fun and I want to have fun while I make music. So I'm going to just make what I'm feeling, you know? Absolutely, bro. Absolutely. And, th- and you said it perfectly. That song is loud, but in all the right ways. <laughs> it's a loud song, bro. <laughs> it's loud. I it's love it. It's a loud bro. song. Yeah. <laughs> I lo- you know, it's funny. That's like, I think that one's like become the new tiffany which is cool right because i want to keep making songs that are the new tiffany because i want yeah. people to be like play this one that's cool i like that i i'm proud of my music and right. uh, it's cool because uh horoscopes is so much louder than <laughs> tiffany so now if i get requested that i'm like oh let's go yeah no problem let's run it let's so, go uh, i got yeah. you yeah <laughs> yeah man holy shit that's awesome bro Okay, next up on the very, very high quality list here is Techni, Take Me Back. This one, really, really cool track, man. Um, of course, another well-run label by a DJ, Noizu, who is, is, is massive, you know, and yeah. I, he's had a long road too. I don't think a lot of people know that. And I love labels that are run by DJ producers because they know we all start somewhere. You know what I mean? Like they've, he's yeah. given so many opportunities to small small fries you know to a certain extent like my boys local singles and cloverdale they're not small you know what i mean but like um so many people have released that label and it's just awesome and then your track is just like it's dope bro and it's another statement one here but it's it's dark like it's another variation of ranger and i'm like this is amazing bro hell yeah man it's uh yeah i can't say enough about noise you dude like noise is one of those people that i met and he dude he is so nice like <laughs> i don't know a lot of people it's really cool what's inspiring to a lot of people a lot of producers a lot of djs is getting to a platform where you can play to a massive crowd to right a, you know what i mean where you can get to this level what's even more inspiring to me than that is the fact that somebody like that talks to somebody not like that yep like nothing is different between the two of them exactly. and that is how noisy is that dude is so nice and when i met him at hard summer i was like i don't even know what i want to be anymore i don't even know like i threw all that like big stage shit out the window when i met him i'm like i want to be like that i want to be able to put on an artist smaller than me and and just dude i can't get over how nice that guy is (laughs) and that is like 
it, it seriously it like rocked my world i'm like oh my gosh I, like sometimes you get lost in it and you're like you're having some success whatever whatever and then you get like i don't know bro you realize it is just it's, it's just music and people are still people outside of it and when that yeah. dude was was willing to to bring me up on stage put my record out um i was like this is how i want to be i want to do this for somebody else one day it felt great but it it felt even cooler to just like see that in somebody you know and have someone really pushing the industry forward we are a team here you know what i mean um so true it's important to have role models like that to have people at the top of our industry that have that character because that will continue to make this industry a thing it's it, it, if you want to use someone else as inspiration, competition for motivation, that's fine. But at the end of the day, we're people and we're making the same genre of music and we have to be there for each other in yep. order for it to sustain itself, you know? Yep, absolutely. And it's 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 giving back to the community on on so many different levels, too, because it drives you. Like I said, like I said in the beginning, man, it's really easy to quit when it feels like no one's on your side or no one's supporting you. And it can feel like getting on Techni records and, and noisy supporting you is like, that's eons away. But yeah. the fact is like, if you work hard enough and you develop the relationships and you get there and you realize he's just like me, like I had that, I had that experience on Holy ship. I met all these world world-class DJs. I see fucking camel fat. They're like six, five, bro. They're standing there. And I'm like, shouldn't there be a fucking line to talk to you guys? Like, this is insane to me. And, and next thing I know, we're talking about Everton soccer for like 30 minutes. And I'm like, Love it, bro. I'm like, wow. Okay. Like this is, this is awesome. These guys are normal guys. Yeah, bro. It's so awesome. It's so powerful because yeah. then you realize like at the end of the day, everyone just wants to have a good time. Everybody wants to hang out and have a good time. That's what we do. That's why we do what we do. Yep. Um, that, I mean, yeah, I love that with camel fat. That's how it was for noisy. That's how it's been with a lot of these guys. It's like, yeah. As soon as you get on the level too, it's crazy. Cause like, look, I mean, I have a like night bass flag that's been in my room my whole life. And I go to play night bass with Slater. We have a beer together. We're hanging out and five seconds into talking to him. I'm like, you are a dude. Like you are just a guy and you're a really nice guy Yeah. and you do wonders for people and you run a crazy label, but you are just a guy. And that is so cool. And I mean, dude, that's a crazy realization. You, you kind of, you kind of go through of like, but like I said, more than anything, it just makes me want to be that guy for somebody else. You know, like so that's true. now my main goal is like, obviously I want to take this thing as far as I can. Obviously yeah. I just want to be me. I don't want to get lost. I want to have fun. If I can do what Noizu, what Slater, what they did for me, yeah. welcome me in and just like, you're like, I don't know, man, that's the ultimate success for me. If I can put somebody else on, if I can show someone that like it's possible that's what I want to do. You know, absolutely. That's one of the main reasons I love doing this podcast, man. And I'll, I'll do it until the day I die because my only goal is it's, 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 it's not internal. It's like make an impact on others and give, give people that platform to tell their story. And like, I know, I don't care if any, if no one else listened to this episode, except you and I, bro, like I'm going to look back and sit on my, my rocking chair and say, I had such a good time talking to Ranger that day. Man. Yeah, bro. That's what it's all, dude. Same here. That's what you know, it's all like, about. I, I don't, I don't, I, I mean, sure. All the, all the other stuff that you get, it, it comes in time, but like, that's not what it's about for me. And that's not why I get up every morning. I get excited about these interviews because I love meeting new people. I love talking to people, what they're passionate about. And that's fulfilling for me. Yeah, man. Yeah. We are, we are like, 
that's what keeps the human race going is that interaction, that connection to each other. We are all like out here just trying to do the right thing, provide whatever you, whatever, however you want to word it. And more, more like now more than ever after a pandemic, I look forward to just, I, I want to just be that person for somebody else. And, you know, like, like interactions like this, conversations like this, if it helps one person out, if one person hears that noise, he's a great guy and it inspires him to send Technia track. That could be the moment. You know what I mean? Like so much can come from every single moment. I don't know, man, I'm getting so deep right now, but like, <laughs> I'm feeling it, man. I, I love it though. I yeah, love it. It's, it's just, truth. it's been a crazy experience. Like, dude, it's, I can't even fathom some of the shit that like, is happening to me like people ask me how like i don't know man people ask me what it's like or like how cool it is i don't even know i really (laughs) don't have no clue i just want to come back to this spot and make the next tune that's all i want to do and yeah dude it's been a crazy experience and the one most the the most powerful thing i know we keep talking about this but the most powerful thing through it all is the realization that this is all just people trying to do their best and trying to hang out and have fun that's what it that's on every level that's what it is you know it's the um it's the core and if you're a producer and you want to listen to to even me talk and try to get some inspiration out of it the best thing that you can do is just be you and just realize that there's so much more to an interaction and to to life than house music you need to be a good person you need to have optimism you need to find happiness outside of of what you're producing because that'll show in your production and i tweet about it all the time like yeah i will advocate for this until i die dude (laughs) getting the getting off i'm not gonna swear getting off of ableton is the best thing you can do for your production like i i can't produce if i got some like if my mom like or or you know like when you get a text from a girlfriend or from someone and it's like yeah. we need to talk and oh. all of a sudden everything in your body and in your mind is like what's that about and like <laughs> nothing exists outside of that right there yes. that's how ableton is dude and it's yeah. like and and that's i mean life can get that way for me i will always tell people if you're not straight outside of your production you're not going to make good music you have to go appreciate life be happy put all your problems away and then produce, you know? Oh my God. I, I totally understand, man. And I think a lot of people in the beginning, especially more particular, I think it, it happens in both, but I see in the DJ world where like people are like hunting for gigs harder than they're hunting for happiness because they think this gig will get them, get them that gig. And then they're not really making the most out of like the experience themselves. They're getting caught up in future opportunities. And I'm like, bro, like you just got to slow down and enjoy the moment a little bit more because this ain't going to last long if you're getting caught up in what might happen, like we said. And I actually, I had that issue for a while. And like, I was, you know, not taking my girlfriend on dates. I wasn't hanging out with good friends. I was, you know, like losing sight of who I am. And it's really easy because you get that taste of success, no matter how big or small. And it's so important to realize that like, life can be short and it can go by and you can, you can say, I did not go about that. Right. And then it can be a long life where every day is enjoyable. And regardless of whatever you define as success, you'll think back and say, I, I gave it my all and I was happy and I, my life was filled with joy. Yeah, man. That's, that's what it's all about. That is what it's all about. I find myself like 
yeah, man, if I can't be happy, uh, that's all for nothing. I mean, I'm doing it to be happy. I'm doing it to make other people happy. And like, yeah, sometimes it just turns into something it's not. And I've had nights where like, I, I admittedly have had nights where like, I just go out for the wrong reasons or like, I just like, I don't know, man. It's, it's a, it's a crazy, crazy adventure. It's a crazy career choice. You drop a nine to five for a 24 <laughs> yeah. seven. Yeah. Like it's, it's always, you're always working. You are like you're, but it's how you view it. It's how you perceive it. And if you can simplify it down to the day you opened Ableton and we're like, this is fun. And I want to do this. Yeah. You're going to have a career. You're going to have a long career. You know, if it's about a clout look, if it's about, I want to show this person, if it's about, I want to, I want people to look at me as superior than them. It's yeah. not going to last. Cause yeah. guess what? You're going to play that show. You're going to get on that level. And then what, then what are you going to do? Then you're you alone know? in the green room, baby. Right. It's like priorities, baby. It's a beautiful thing to make music and to, to do this for a living, but got to do it for the right reasons. Absolutely, man. God, that was fucking an incredible little. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even know how long I just talked. I'm for sweating, bro. I'm feeling out. good. Yeah, I blacked out too. I don't know what happened there. What's that's that's what the podcast is all about, babe. Bringing oh out, unlocking gosh, memories, feelings from been... the heart. I've been in my feels lately, dude. I've been going through a crazy week and a crazy month. I, yeah, man, it's crazy. A lot of, a lot of, a lot of stuff. But yeah, I hear you. It's okay. Let's settle in again. Yeah, we're all, we're we're getting towards the end of your music career here. Okay, I wanna I gotta ask you about this Elohim Strut remix, bro, because it's so legit. Like, and you had never done a remix before. How did you even approach this track compared to your previous ones? How did it all come together? Yeah, man, that was tough. Uh, obviously, what I do is a lot of vocals. And so it's tough right. for me to remix something because I think a lot of people can can pick me out of a crowd because of what I'm saying on the track. And I'm like, I'm not going to say something <laughs> on over on their her list. thing, right? Did you think about it, though? You thought about it. Oh, I totally thought about it. I'm like, maybe I'll <laughs> rap what she's, uh, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, man, it's true. It was weird. It was definitely a challenge. Um, yeah. It was super cool to appear on a compilation with those artists too. Sophie Tucker, Mid, and Jay Wara. Um, oh. That was crazy uh, seeing just my name next to them because I really look up to them. Yeah. And um, yeah, man, that was fun. It was cool to get a top line like that and kind of just be able to go my own way with it. Mm. Um I, I want to do more remixes. I actually haven't done one since, but like, it's a cool experience just to be like, how can I showcase production to make this my own thing? You know, yeah. that's when you got to dig deep into like the, what am I about as a producer, you know? Totally, bro. Yeah. Great track. Absolutely great track. Love it too. And um, we, we've mentioned uh, Life of Sin a few times here. Just want to, again, compliment you on such an incredible collaboration and I actually have West End coming on in a few weeks too. So I'm really excited to talk to him about it. Hell yeah, man. Yeah, but, thank you. All right, let's check this one out. This is called Life of Sin by West End featuring Ranger Truco off Insomniac Records. All I need in this life of sin is a club addiction and a good best friend. Can we take these shots? I won't do them alone. Can we go all night till the lights come on? Till the lights come on? 
Till the lights come on Till the lights come on Till the lights come on 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 In this life is sin Somniac Records, like that's a great stamp of approval of legitimacy. You know, like it wasn't just him; it was your vocals on there. So, like that shit was seen by the highest level. So you deserve that acknowledgement, bro. Oh, thanks, man. That means a lot. Thank you. Yeah, Absolutely. that was cool. I can't thank him enough for giving me that opportunity. Um, like I said, like he took a chance on me as a smaller artist than him. Uh, so yeah, I'm really happy how that came together. Insomniac is awesome. Um, yeah. Dude, yeah, that was a really, really cool thing. And uh, it was also such a cool learning moment to kind of collab, you know, collabing, going back and forth, emailing back and forth. I mean, gosh, Weston probably hated me for a little bit during that period because I'd just FaceTime and be like, are we good? Okay. You have to to <laughs> Can you redo this one word? Like, no, I'm in the airport. Like, I don't know. It was funny, bro. It, was, it, was, it teaches you a lot, a lot of patience. And uh, it was fun and i'm really happy with how it turned out so yeah for sure yeah and and speaking of collabs you, you've got this incredible track crush on you coming out with moose on his daily p unrepopulate mars massive for him massive for you massive track bro like like i said i was laughing at how good that track was like i don't know if you've ever had that reaction Gosh. to a song but he sent it and i just was like <laughs> are you fucking kidding me like yeah. are you kidding me that's so it, cool it's repopulate bro and like I have so much respect for that label and what they do and the sound that they push yeah, and man. the walls that they break and just your guys sound design, man. It's just so cool. Like to hear you two. Cause I know you guys are good friends. Yeah. Was it, was it, did you guys have a little bit of like a tussle at all? Cause I know sometimes like when you produce someone's like, I don't agree. I don't agree. We're going to do this. Dude, do honestly, I think part of the reason that he and I work together so well is there was none of that. Like we were just like, that's awesome. Build off it, build off it, build off it. Uh, try something new, try something new. Yes or no. But it was very civil. I mean, dude, he's a great, great friend and a great producer. And uh, I'm so stoked that like, like I could be a part of this repopulate thing with him, you know, too. like huge a cool person to share that with um that that a side goes crazy and when it we does. got the offer i was like yes like let's 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 do it man and yeah i can't say enough about repop and all the stuff they put out and their consistency just being yeah. a, a dominant force in the tech house scene and so shout out to to them and to lee and to nick for believing in the vision and yeah man it's crazy and it's different you know it's a different track and it is um you'll continue to see different stuff from me that's what i'll say man i i don't want to be pigeonholed by anything i just like i don't i want to make what i'm feeling you know yeah absolutely so, man good for you congratulations to you and like i said by thank the time you, this comes out uh it will be out so everybody needs to check that shit out gotta check it out our boy moose yes sir yes you do we love you michael we love you we do boost you're the man you're some the people moon. say do you think we look alike or no 
Mm, no, you don't. I don't. Dude, I don't either. You don't. People know. people say we're twins. I don't even know. But you're not twins. Right, how tall are you? Five ten, six foot. Okay. Like, <laughs> 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 yeah. yeah, six foot. Five ten. I'm five ten. Yeah, when you were in your Nike shocks, probably right. You got Nike shocks. I have boots. I DJ in my boots. Do you? No, I'm joking. I tweet. <laughs> I I tweeted one time before I went to night base. I'm gonna wear my boots to the club tonight, so everyone goes home and talks about that. Definitely six feet tall DJ. Yeah, thing. definitely. <laughs> no, I'm five ten. I never broke the six foot mark, unfortunately. I think I'm Moose five. is. I think Moose is up there. He's, I think he's 6'1". Yeah, lucky he's, him. He's a force. Must be nice. Yeah, he's. I love that kid, man. I love that kid. Okay, so for the, you, so the crazy thing about your career is you started releasing music in the pandemic when you couldn't even DJ. So you, had, you already had the DJ bug, bro, like at a young age. You're yep. finally releasing music on great labels that host great events. You have every right in the world to be playing shows all over the country like what all of a sudden we're good enough to start playing shows again and you have awesome opportunities that come like hard fest main stage sound interstellar in cincinnati how did that feel i mean that must have been a big change from what you were playing to the opportunities that came right dude it was nuts you know what the funniest thing is you have to uh for me for example i had to like Okay. To answer your question, it was crazy. I still, like I said, I still can't believe it. Uh, yeah. I can't get over it. It's the coolest thing that I get to do this. Um, I'm going to continue to work at it, continue to make this happen because oh, once I've gotten a taste of it, like this is what I want to do. Obviously it's yeah. crazy. I can't believe it when I got the offers for hard and escape and, and interstellar, I'm like, what? And not only that, but like, they, like they pay what they want to pay. Me for that? <laughs> no, it's crazy, dude. Yeah. It's insane. Uh, <laughs> I will say for me, I get a lot of inspiration by people who are, are willing to get an opportunity and take it yeah. and just take it on the spot and be confident about it. And I know we kind of spoke earlier about like using people as competition, yeah. using people or other artists. It's okay to draw some, some inspiration in the form of competitiveness from them, from what they're yeah. doing. Right. And I remember seeing a friend of mine show up to an after hour spot the dj was was blowing it and they asked him if he wanted to step in for him and he did he said yes like that didn't even think got about a usb it. on he him was like he's got a usb on him and he goes yeah and he threw he goes up there and he throws down and the place goes nuts and and it was so inspiring it was it was early on when i moved to la uh, or maybe during, i can't remember when it was but that was a huge moment for me where it was like, he wanted it. He saw it as like, this is your chance right here. Yeah. This is an opportunity. And he took it. And that's what DJing has to be in a way like you DJ, this is what you do. So when these opportunities arise, there's obviously this period of like, you know, gratitude. It's, it's awesome. It's an honor, but now you got to go rock that shit. You know what I mean? Yep. It's, it's not, it, it's not just a thank you for having me. Of course it is, but it's also like, a, I need to show people what I'm all about. It's an opportunity every time, right. you know, and right. you, you got to treat it as such, you know? So yeah. uh, the, the biggest thing that I've had to kind of folk or, or, or shift my mindset on is when, when these bookings come in, it's like, okay, this is sick. 
this is crazy. However, how can I get another one? You know, I need to go give this my all right now. Yeah. I need to work on this set or whatever. I need to, I need to read the crowd. I need to be responsible and I want another one. You know what I mean? It's a, yes. it's, a it's your job and you got to show up on time and give the people what they came there to see, you know? Yep. So that's, that's been a huge, huge, like, I don't know, kind of learning. Not just going out there and playing songs for sure. Right. It's like, you get a rider, you got every chance in the world to like, fuck up. You really do. Yeah. <laughs> you can't do that. You have to treat this as what you do. It's not enough just to get the booking. You have to, sh- you have to put something on there. Yep. That's like, this is who I am. This is what I'm about. And now when you see this, you're going to want to see another one, you know? Couldn't agree more, bro. I, I take every opportunity as seriously as I can. And I only take it as seriously as I do for reasons like that, but also because I've seen a lot of other people make bad mistakes. Totally. You know? So yeah. you, sometimes you got to make mistakes, to learn from them, or you watch other people make mistakes and then you learn from them. Yeah, it's true. It's true. Um, yeah, man. It's a thing. Good for you though, bro. And I think that's so awesome. You're the hard fest recap was great. That was such like a well put together recap, by the way. That is Frankie, who is a prodigy. That kid, Frankie, can we tag him or something? He, he yes. is, that kid is unreal, bro. I called him the night before hard and said, Can you shoot for me? And he said, I'll meet you there. Kid is unreal. I like like people think I'm doing stuff. That kid's doing stuff. Like I'm his biggest fan. Like I can't. Uh. I can't say enough about that fool. I, I got to like DM you his, his ads and we need to t- like, he is awesome. That's amazing. I dude, there are so many talented videographers out there, but then there's like an artistic videographer that like takes these to like the next level, sort of the cinematic experience. I work with a few here and one of them, I'll give him a shout out to his name's Colton. And dude, he just does things in a different way. He thinks about video and audio and the story we're telling. And it's like, that's why being like a DJ these days is cooler than ever because of the content that we can get, like the Mm -hmm. stories that we can tell, like a raw, a raw video is, is, is always fun. Right. But like these recaps are like short films now, bro. It's not just like bottle girl, DJ lights, yeah. sparklers it's like the whole story and it's just Dude. so special and he encapsulated that so well i remember yeah. he sent me a cut that was just the music and i'm yeah. like this is cool and he goes i have the b-roll one too and i'm like oh like, come on like, what's <laughs> the- bro like, why aren't you sending me the b-roll one? i'm like send me the b-roll one and he sends me what was eventually the full recap it's got the the full-on like dialogue beforehand it's got the who's pulling up to hard summer in a manual like that's what I like to see. Like that's the, that's what creates a personality in the video. And so it Frankie does. shows up day of never met him. He's like, let's work. And he created that. Um, and bro. Yeah, it was awesome. My kid is talented. Bro. Let's go Frankie. Let's go Frankie. That's a great name for a video. Uh, that's going to be your guy then, huh? Dude, I want, I'm trying to make that dude my guy. Like I, Yeah. <laughs> I'm like a simp for him, dude. I call him all the time. Are you free? He's awesome. I have a ton of homies who shoot. The photographers are the nicest people in the world. Shout out all the photographers, all the videographers. My boy Anthony, who shot for me at hard. Unreal dude. Alex Varses, an unreal photographer. Good homie. Dude, good. It's good to it's good to have it's you know the strength of the team or the wolf or whatever that saying yeah. is yeah i don't know bro yeah you know what i'm trying to say i know what you're talking about oh yeah i i dude i i got so many people i get a shout out to it's, it's not just me 
It never is. Oh yeah, bro. It's it's awesome. It's what makes the whole thing come together. And yeah, man. Hell yeah. That was bro. cool. That was cool. Dude, you mentioned uh escape though. Are you pumped for that? Yeah, man. Pumped for that. That's uh October 30th. Woo! And what are you gonna dress up as? You gotta dress up. I know, I don't know yet. I don't know yet. Um <laughs> someone tossed me a really good idea. Yeah. I can't remember it. But really good then. A really good idea. It was really good. I know it was really good because I said that's a really good idea. And now I can't remember it, but I swear it was really good. And if I remember it, I'm gonna do it. That's what I'll say. I have no clue, bro. Just let me get through this week and then we could talk about it. I got so much stuff I'm doing. I'm not even thinking about costumes right now. What can what can you tell us about right now, Ranger? What's what's on, what's on like the forefront? Anything you can announce? Oh, sheesh. Can you Honestly, tell us you have music bro? coming out? You said you got pl- things planned for 2021. 2021 release schedule is uh, Moose this Friday, which when this comes out, it'll be out. Right. Got one more coming in November called Danny Girl uh danny girl is like one of my favorite songs i've ever made i made it a really long time ago and it finally got picked up and i'm so stoked because i never threw it away i always always submitted it and it never got picked up and i'm like i don't give a shit i'm gonna keep finally someone's like danny girl's gonna be a hit i'm like i know it's yes Danny Girl's coming out in November. Okay. Uh, label TBA. It's a cool, cool label. A label that I am very stoked to drop on. And dude, I'm just kind of refocusing, uh, kind of rebranding and getting ready to, to, you know, pop off in 2022. Have a good 2022. I'm just kind of getting, getting stuff into place and, and looking ahead. Uh, this month, though, or October, I'm in San Diego twice. I'm in Boston and I'm at Escape and I'm in, I'm probably going to pop up in LA somewhere. Uh, so there will be some shows in October. And dude, Woo! I'm just trying to grow. I'm literally, what I want to do is stack IDs right now. I just, yeah. I didn't go out like at all in September. I sat right here and I did this every day because I, I, you know, I had, I had a point in my career where everything that I had was unreleased. And I would go to a show and people would go, what's this? And I'd be like, it's not out. And it would be really cool to see people Shazam and get nothing. And then as this year progressed, stuff got signed, stuff came out. Yep. So now I spent this month and I'm going to spend next month creating another huge list of stuff that's not out. That way, when I play shows November and 2022, it's like, again, what's this? The tweet was going to be, I keep, we keep going back to Twitter. I love You're it. Hilarious. Uh, yeah. <laughs> the tweet was going to be, if you didn't see me in September, it's because I don't want you to be able to Shazam me in October. That's the tweet. I didn't end up tweeting it because I didn't want to come off like cocky or whatever. But dude, on, bro. I have so many tracks. <laughs> like, just get ready. Haven't heard anything yet. That's what I'll say. So you got a real, you got a real rhythm and flow going right now. though. Too. Now I do. Like as of two days ago, yes. Like, I kid you not, you want to talk about how frustrating the creative process is? I can go a month, not make anything, make four tracks in two days. That's how I work. I think that's how a lot of people work. Yeah. That just happened. I woke up on Monday and I was like, let's fucking get it. And I am now pending tonight's session, going to have four more tracks done. 
And that's how it works. That creative hits you, you go with it. But there's no rhythm to it. You know what I mean? I all I got of you all. going. You're in a good mood, baby. Dude, I'm going crazy right now. Like I, I went on like a deep rant about, yeah, bro. I need to stop. I need to like go eat food or something. <laughs> no, bro. This has been honestly one of my favorite interviews in a long time. People are going to listen and be like, that dude is insane. No, they're going to say that guy's a fucking kid genius, bro. Oh man. I'm just having fun out here. You are, bro. Dude, this has been like such a great time. I've just been sitting back, hanging out with a friend. That's like what this is for me right now. Absolutely, bro. Just just hearing me ramble on about everything. Hey, I'll be your soundboard anytime, man. Honestly, the best podcasts are when I don't talk. Dude, I got a I'm a talker sometimes. I'm a talker know, too. Man. Thanks for shutting me up. My girlfriend always says <laughs> She's like, you need to turn the Matt Sherman show off. And I'm like, all right, all right, I'll change the channel. I'm that sorry. is such a Midwestern <laughs> line. Oh, my god! Isn't gosh, it right? Bro. She's going to be saying that until y'all are 80. <laughs> she oh. will, bro. Don't I fucking know it. Yeah. God. Uh, you know, I was just it, talking about like colloquialisms, like Midwestern sayings and yeah. stuff to my roommate. He's from New York. Different world. Kid you not. Different, different world. world. I'm sitting there and he <laughs> says something and I put my hands on my hips and I go, no kidding. I'm like, oh my God. <laughs> I did that no. today. <laughs> I did no. that today. Oh, I can't do that. Oh my gosh. No kidding. No kidding. That's the most Midwest shit in the world. I'm swearing too much. I told my mom I wasn't going to swear. I'm sorry, mom. Oh, sorry, Mr. Chico. We're sorry. I ate, hey, listen, I worked hard for the explicit E five years ago. So at least it won't be censored on iTunes podcast. Okay? Oh, that's cool. That's cool. I did it for you. I didn't know it was going to be for you, but I did it for you. Hell yeah, man. Hell yeah, bro. Frick yeah. <laughs> Frick yeah. H-E double hockey stick. That's hockey pretty Midwest sticks. right there too. That right? is pretty Midwestern. Dude, I love it. <laughs> Dude, this has been so much fun. Thank you again for taking the time. And uh, of course, bro. can't wait for people to hear this collab coming out with Moose. And I can't wait to hear some of these tracks that you got in the works too. And I hope you have a great night in production tonight. All right. Don't forget that it was this interview that inspired that positive energy. Okay. Damn right, dude. Got a session literally in 40 minutes. So uh, perfect timing. Thanks so much for having me. Thanks for letting me rant. I yeah. hope this helped one person <laughs> today. All my ramblings and nonsense and advice and what have you. But dude, this is, I love talking about this stuff. I can't thank you enough for giving me the, the, the opportunity. And yeah, uh, man, of course more stuff is on the way. I just can't talk about it yet. It's, it's a true pleasure, Ranger, for real, man. I am a huge fan of you and I mean, an even bigger fan now. You're, you're the ah, Hell yeah, bro. Love it. I can't wait to kick it in Chicago. We're going to have a time. Yes, we will, man. I'll dedicate the whole weekend to hosting. And you know, that's a Midwestern attitude right there, bro. I will give you my all. Yes, sir. Let's do it. Hell yeah, brother. I'll talk to you soon. Thank you again. You have a good night. You too, bro.